0: I'm gonna just—I'm just, I'm just going to right now. I don't care. We're just going right off the bat, whatever.
1: Well, I mean, remember we used to be good at this during COVID time. We used to do this all the time. I don't yeah. think
0: we're ever good at it, though.
1: The podcast or doing it on Zoom? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was definitely—it was definitely a lot quicker to get going on Zoom in the past. But yeah, yeah well, do I know, just
0: worked like, out. Oh, you figured it out after we got off
1: the thing? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I've got the free version because I've got the free uh, version of Zoom, it won't let me record. So I have, to, and the reason why we could record when we were in lockdown is because everyone was paying for the pro version because they wanted mm. to get more than like the 45 minute limit or whatever it is. Um, and so that's why $25 a like, month to get that US too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, hey, man, how are you?
0: Yeah. Good, man. Good. Can't complain. Um, I'm mm-hmm. coming. The reason that I'm uh, not able to obviously record as we normally do because my computer is at, the old house and i'm now in the new house that i've moved into uh with Aaron, and Mm -hmm. so we're still moving things and and it's very very much chaotic at the moment so uh so much of my stuff is still at the other house um and i'm I'm still i still have a lease until uh uh, october but yeah it's been hectic great new place um but just a lot of a lot of stuff between us so that's good
1: Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I couldn't. Like on Wednesday, we had a, we just had a day at work. Um, And so Mm -hmm. on Wednesday night, um, I came home and I was like, I don't think I'm going to do much on Thursday uh, because I kind of need to take a moment just to respond to everything that happened on Wednesday. And so I didn't have any of my shit. So (laughs) when you message me and you're like, can we do it on Zoom? I'm like, I don't have anything. I don't have my headset. I don't have, I have a microphone that I can't, that I can plug into. I can't plug into my phone and I can't use, mm. um, my work won't let me install zoom on my laptops. So that couldn't help. So I was yeah. like, Nope, I cannot do it. I, I am technically blocked. I was even more technically blocked than I was tonight trying to get zoom to work.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know what my sound is going <laughs> to sound like because I just got my earbuds in, but you just brought up a good point. I should have, what I should have done is gotten my PlayStation headphone and mic, because that's pretty good, but I oh will
1: well i i ended up just getting my my wireless headset because again i couldn't find my, my actual microphone microphone so i'm like all right i'll just do this there
0: so uh yeah. hey everybody welcome to breaking the barrier
1: <laughs> yes as you can tell um andrew and i talk like we normally talk on the podcast in real life this yeah not much
0: act. this is not an act yeah. that's just us just a couple of dudes a couple of guys a couple of bros couple of dudes being dudes indeed so what are we going to talk about today dude what do we got going well, on well I thought
1: um yeah well I thought we um would have a chat I want, I want to do a, sh- a bit of an extended shout out to a couple of big performances from uh my local running club Winfit and also you know use that to talk about um those performances and, and that sort of running in general um and then I thought we could just do a bit of a, a check-in as to where we are 12 weeks out from Melbourne um, cool. I've been doing some researching on Um, whether or not it's recommended to start a training program for a marathon 12 weeks out in case anyone listening to this podcast has entered and still decided not to start training we can uh we can give you some advice on how that would actually work with 12 weeks to go or whether it's even recommended um but yeah uh, check in with you how are you meant? did you end up doing run melbourne do you know what i didn't do run
0: melbourne um i kind of had a strong feeling that i wasn't going to but i was like sort of 11th hour i was just like maybe i'll do it maybe i'll do it and i didn't really decide until after the it morning. started you're pretty kind of yeah like i kind of decided like the morning of cuz i went to like we had a really a I, you know cuz I, like i said i've not been feeling great the last few weeks um oh. uh in terms of like the 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 sickness and the fatigue and just the general like demotivation i think it was cuz i was overworked um so yeah I decided not to do it and I was like you know what I'll get up and I'll just run hard I'll do something I just do a little bit of a yep. time trial and so I was like I'm not going to do a half I just I don't I I know that I'm not going to do that and so I was like, maybe I'll just do a 10k around the area and so I got to 5ks and I was like there in about 23 and a half minutes which is like three and a half minutes almost four minutes off my pb and yep. I was just like, I'm not going to run this hard. I'm like, I don't have another 5k in me. I don't, I just don't. And uh, I'm, it made me realize that I was glad that I didn't go. Cause I'm not mm-hmm. it, like, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't take the time, go in, get parking, do all the thing. And I wasn't going to PB anyway. Cause like, I mean, I know that races are all about that. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what my races are about. And I was like, so I just made the choice. And I was like, I'm just going to do this hard 5k today it wasn't my best but it was a good little workout um and you know the week that weekend i had a big rehearsal weekend anyway so i'm not really sad about it like uh whatever so basically after that so i'm right in the middle of a complete uh cardio running break like i've lifted a couple times but i have not run since sunday i won't mm-hmm. run again until next wednesday so it'll be my longest break that i've taken in a long that's time. that's
1: a long Just- time that's 10 days
0: 10 days. Yeah. So just really mentally and physically, just allowing my body to reset, uh, I think is going to be hopefully beneficial for me. I, you know, I won't lose any, I mean, I won't lose a lot, if any fitness in that 10 days, uh, you know, it'll be sluggish probably getting back to it, but that still gives me 11 and a half weeks or so. Cause we're and about I've, to
1: talk about 11 and exactly. half, 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I, I've, I've deposited enough into the bank, uh, in terms of my running that i'm not worried about 10 days but it was just yeah it was not something that i was like i am I'm, I'm glad i made the
1: decision not to do it um just logistically and it's emotionally not like physically. you're gonna take it's not like you're gonna take 10 days off and go on a blowout bender at the same time like no. people who take time off running and use that as an excuse to just drop all discipline they're the ones who when they come back you've lost fitness you're not going to do that
0: no exactly and i've actually um i've really tightened up my nutrition the past few days like i mean my nutrition's generally pretty good but Mm. i've really tightened it up Uh, i've lost like two kilos um and i've I've, every day yeah every day i've been doing at least 20 to 30 minutes of purposeful stretching um like real good stretches uh just to work on the mobility, the flexibility, not that you need to be too flexible as a runner, but like, I just doing this show has shown me that I need to be a lot more flexible lately. Um, So Mm -hmm. I I am working, I am doing purposeful things and I'm making sure that I'm getting something done. That's going to benefit me, but running, no, Um, not until next, not until next Wednesday.
1: Are you missing running at all or are you just like enjoying the break?
0: I think I'm just enjoying the break right now. Like I, I, I got up this morning and I felt like I could go for a run today. Like I feel pretty good today. Um, and that's kind of, I feel like I want to feel like that for at least the mm. next couple of days. And then I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to go. Um, now I'll go scratch the itch. Yeah, 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 exactly. So mm. uh, am I missing it? No. Am I not missing it? No. I'm just like kind of waiting for the tank to refill.
1: Yeah, okay, that's good. That's good, and yeah, like you said, you've been. I've been seeing you've been strength training definitely, and the rehearsals and stuff will keep you moving and keep you active. So, yeah, oh, good, good on you. Like, take the opportunity to do the mental and physical reset. It's it's not going to yeah. hurt you. Like you said, that's what we got to do. Mm. How about you, yep. man? How are you going? Well, I um, ironically, last week was one of my deload weeks, so I came off. Um, I did a thirty-five k run the Sunday before. Um, And then perhaps naively thought um, I'd just bounce back after the 35k run, um, forgetting the fact that that's the longest distance I've done since March, like, you know, realistically. Um, And so I I felt really tired the Monday after the Sunday long run and ended up just taking a complete rest day. And then uh, did my normal training volume and interval training and stuff on the Tuesdays and Thursdays, but much slower pace. Like, you know, probably 80% pace maximum, just going through the motions. Um, And then uh, took a quieter weekend. So uh, took another rest day on Saturday because I went out on uh, Friday night and had some fun. And so I took another rest day on on the Saturday and then did 25Ks on Sunday. Um, It was not a great 25Ks on Sunday because it was um, still feeling the effects of the Friday night. But then this week... having like a, a nice low week. I felt really yeah. good. Like I've really been popping this week and some of the intervals and stuff. Uh, and so going to go do some running uh, this weekend, 30 Ks on Sunday. And then next weekend will be another 35 Ks and then I'll drop back down again. So with like, you know, 12 weeks to go, um, the way it'll kind of work for me is that I'll ramp up to 35 Ks next week, go back down again, go back up to 35 Ks, go back down again, then go all the way back up to um, the Sydney Marathon and then basically rest, taper, recover for a four-week period after that and go into Melbourne. So so I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm definitely not approaching the next 12 weeks the way you would approach a traditional 12-week marathon cycle if you sure. were like a, a newer runner or if you were just wanting to do like one sure A race. Uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit about the difference of that in a second. But yeah, overall, my, my training is feeling really good. I'm staying, not injured. Um, I'm I'm doing some good, honest interval sessions, which is what I said I wanted to do. Um, And yeah, I'm I'm feeling really good with it. Um, Really looking forward to, the thing I'm looking forward to most is uh, in August, I'm gonna go buy uh, some carbon shoes. And so I'm looking forward oh, to finally cool. getting some shoes with some Which carbon ones? And, and giving them a go. I think I'm just going to go the Vaporflies probably. Yeah, uh, The flies yeah. or the Alphaflies. Um, I don't think I want to move outside my Nike wheelhouse and go do a Socony or an Adidas or something like that. I think I'll just stay with what I know. I have a feeling that the
0: Alphaflies will treat you better. Um, I will say to you, because of your uh, uh, history with your Achilles, just be careful with them. Uh, I think they'll yeah. be great. I think you'll have a lot of fun with them, but yeah. Um, I definitely have seen felt and heard of uh, an- like not ankle issues, but you can get sore in the ankles just because of the nature of the shoe. Um, but I think you're going to have a lot of fun. I would, I would recommend alpha flies over the vapor flies for you, especially being a larger gentleman. Um, yes, this is true. Um, but you know, it's like either one of them could work. Like, I mean, I PB'd my 5K in my vapor flies uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I PB'd the marathon and my alpha flies. So yeah, I, I think for like longer distances, I would say alpha for the shorter distance. just get them both. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> sure. Okay. No problem. I'll go talk to the minister of finance. $600. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I hear that they, are, that they do feel very different. That the alpha flies do feel different to the vapor flies. That they are yeah, the, the alpha flies the are definitely a
0: lot more support or t- i mean neither one of them are really a a, a supportive shoe they're neutral shoe but the mm. alpha fly and i think i've said this before the alpha fly gives you just that little bit more support cushion whereas i feel in the alpha fly at the end of a workout mm. i feel that i'm able to do things that i shouldn't be able to do uh and yeah. i think like uh i bracken crocker of the running public he always says you know don't pick the shoe that's going to make you feel better in the first half of the race pick the shoe that's going uh, to get you through the last part of the race uh or sometime i'm paraphrasing obviously but that's basically the gist of it and the alpha fly for me is kind of that um i yeah. mean yeah about the, the vapor fly i would use for if i was going to do like a fast mile uh when i'm ready yeah, to okay. go sub six for my mile i would probably use my paper flies
1: all right well i'll I'll, I'll earmark the alpha flies um i want i want to uh that'll be my little reward after getting through this next little training block like i'll do another 35k and then that's my reward for doing that and then i I, yeah i'll break them in over the course of august september take them out in a couple of events in september to see how they feel and hopefully they'll be nice and broken in by melbourne
0: yeah snazzy yeah i mean the the the, I, i would say put 50 K's on No, I'd say put 20 or 30 K's on them
1: and you'll be good to go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, um, let's talk about some people who were good to go. Um, yep. This is a bit of a shout out, an extended shout out to uh, some runners from WinFit, uh, the local running club that I'm a member of and Andrew has trained with in the past. Um, we had, so last weekend was a big running weekend in Melbourne. Um, we had the Run Melbourne event that was happening on the Sunday. But over the Saturday and the Sunday, there was a two-day uh, event run by our friends at Trails Plus uh, at the Yu Yangs, um, which was like a trail running festival. Uh, and it started on the Saturday morning with a bunch of crazies going off and doing the 100-kilometer uh, and 100-mile events. Um, yep. These are events that run. Uh, they have a cutoff limit. Basically, they start at sunrise uh, on the Saturday, and the cutoff is sunset on the Sunday. And between those, over those 36 hours, it's up to the individuals to get around and complete either five loops of the 21-kilometer course, or in the event of the milers who do it, 160 kilometers, uh, it's eight loops of the 21-kilometer course. So they actually do uh, 168 kilometers, which must just be disgusting when you're sitting there going, no, no, it's 160 I'm surely I'm just doing 160 like that's 100 miles. It's like no no no, you've got to do an extra eight kilometers on top of that. Um, but that event ran from the Saturday into Sunday, and then uh, over the course of the weekend, they had 21k events, 10k events, 5k events, 30 kilometer events, 42 kilometer events, 50 kilometer events. Like if you name an event, um, you could go run it over the course of this weekend. Yeah, wow. And and the and the beauty of what uh, Bretta Trails Plus does is all of the events basically run some variant of the same course. So there's always people out there, for the bl- people that are doing the super long event, and there's always plenty of support because you're all following the same course and it means that the marshals can only have to really worry about one course. Sure. The aid station only has to worry about one course. The timekeeping only has to worry about one course. So it's, it's a really, really slick, um, intimate event. Uh, and so a bunch of the WinFit people went uh, and went along. And so let's let's talk about some of these uh, performances. To put it into context, the 21-kilometer loop has 630 meters of elevation. In it. And yep. you've been at the Yu Yangs a bit, and you know that pretty much <clears throat> all of that elevation comes in three climbs, two climbs yep. which we would consider to be steep, and one climb that's just like a gradual burn. So... The climb from the top car park up to Flinders Peak is a steep one. It's got steps. It's got big variation in steps and drops. Then there's the climb out the back, up this thing called Saddleback, that is just like a scrabbly trail. which just some does absolute... not end. <laughs> it's just a really sucky climb to do. And then there's the climb from the very, very front gate of the National Park up past Big Rock, which is a walkable... It's, it's not a bad... Um, uh, climb, you can definitely run it compared to the other two, but it comes at the end of the 21 kilometer loop when you're already a little mm. bit shattered. So it's it's not the funnest time. So, so 630 meters of climbing in this 21 kilometer loop, but all of it in three main patches. Um, so some pretty good times. Let, let, I'll, I'll go from shortest to longest. The 21 kilometer event um, had 126 participants in it. The winner did it in 133 minutes, 27 seconds. Wow. Which is a good half marathon time for an amateurish runner on the flat. But with 600 and what was it, 32? 22. Six, 630 meters of climbing, trail. That's nuts. Some technical bits. Yeah. Um, shout out to um, second place from WinFit, uh, Mako Brum, who performed really, really well to get a podium finish in the 21-kilometer event. His time, and Mako is a seriously good runner, his time was a one one hour, 47 minutes, and 59 seconds, coming in 11 seconds ahead of the third-place person in wow. an hour, 48, 10. So Mako is a really, really good runner. He's done that in one forty-eight. The guy that's won has gone 15 minutes faster on top of that on that course, which is which is pretty amazing. Um WinFit also had a second place uh, by Nick Tavendale, who finished the 30-kilometre event in two hours and 38 minutes and 22 seconds. And so the 30-kilometre event uh, does the same uh, trails. It's actually got more elevation. It's got closer to probably 750 metres of elevation. Um, And he came in uh, about nine minutes behind the winner for that event, who did the 30 kilometres in two hours 30. Um, that's, a, that's a tough event. I've done that event uh, and I barely got under. Um, I think my, my time was like three hours five um, yeah. and I was going pretty much as hard as I could. So Nick from WinFit has pulled that in uh, pretty well, doing a, a sub 240. And then um, WinFit didn't have anyone in the 42 kilometer event, but in the 50 kilometer event, your friend Troy was in it. Troy and I'm Troy, from you, bro. Troy finished third. In four hours, 44 minutes, and 32 seconds for the 50 kilometer oh, yeah. event. Um, and nuts. he was, uh, yeah, he was about a minute ahead of the fourth place who finished ahead of him. So Troy was actually out on the course and was thought, knew he was in third, thought he had more time in third than he actually had, and got a text message telling him, hey, the, the last tracking system has shown this person's just behind you. You better hurry up. Um, And so he definitely says that's how he held on to get third. But again, the fifty-kilometer event, he would have done twelve hundred to fourteen hundred meters of climbing in that, and he's done it in four forty-five. Which, given we couldn't get through Brimbank, yeah, just put that that in perspective.
0: Fifty k for Brimbank's what, like four or five hundred meters? Not even? Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's done almost three times as much elevation. uh, You know. 30 to 40 minutes faster than we did. What a freak. I don't Maybe know. I'm, not, and then, I'm not coming for you, Troy. You can you can have it. Well, you can come from him, but you will be a while after. And then the final person who competed over the weekend, um, Dennis Day from Winford, he did the 100 miler. And he did it in 27 hours, 37 minutes, and 30 seconds. That is so nuts. He was out there for over a full day. However, what blew me away was the guy who won the 100 miler, 19 hours 59 minutes awesome. 31 seconds
0: sub Jesus. 20
1: for 168 kilometers with you know four and a half five thousand 5,000 meters of climbing that's insane who was this guy do you know his name this is uh the guy's name is chris mcauliffe um oh. uh yeah he finished first there was a. uh there was only 12 finishes in the 100 mile event um there was uh 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 people entered, um, okay. but only 12 finished. Some dropped out. Um, everyone got through 60, got through uh, three laps, which is pretty good. Some yeah. dropped out at the 100K mark and some dropped out for that. But yeah, to go, uh, to do the 100 miles in sub-20 hours is insane. Um, the 100-kilometer event was one in sub-12 hours. So again just astonishing, like two-hour, 20-minute laps. When, when you consider that the 21-kilometer winner um, was an hour and a half, um, these guys have backed that up only about, you know, 50 minutes more per lap, but they've done five of them or eight of them. it be, like, awesome to get into the mind of somebody like that. Just, like... I mean, sure, we, ha-
0: we have kind of... I mean, we've talked to, obviously, somebody like Isabel Ross, who's done some real, like, long distances, mm. but it's just, like, I'm always... Kind of fascinated just by because for me 50k maybe 100k one of these days but 50k mm. is kind of like at that max where i'm just like this is yeah. this is as hard as i want to push myself and go and like i do that because I, I like to see what i can do and accomplish like 100 miles 160 168 kilometers and above that and i'm just like what makes that person tick and want to do yeah you're putting your body, it's not healthy to do that by any means. You're putting your body through no. some seri- like running a marathon and,
1: really is not healthy, but you know. No, but it's recoverable from and people back up and do it. Regularly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas 168 kilometers is insane. And it was like, that is a logistical feat to do that overnight move. Like the guy who did it in sub 20 hours got off easy because he was kind of, you know, done on the same basically he didn't have to go all the way through Um, it was cold overnight like it was legitimately cold Um, it was down to real cold negative one degree or something there overnight and these people were just and the support crew shout out to the support crews um, who were having to you know set the alarm every two hours or so like you'd actually be annoyed if the person you were crewing for was quick because it would give you less chance to go sleep whilst they were out there you'd actually probably say to to them car parking go and sleep in your car there's that as well? um But yeah, just um, because it, it, I look at what I've done, the fifties, and I I've done fifties where I've ran them legitimately as hard as I could, and I'm nowhere near as quick as these times that these people have no. done. And the course is way harder than the course I've done, so it's just completely different. Like the way some of these people are built. Yeah, well, even so,
0: like even when you think about somebody doing like a, a five, like. Not even 5k like you look at somebody like who does an easy pace like my buddy tim at jets or kirk like their easy pace is like essentially our sprint like it is it really is like their easy pace is in the fours kilometer right like i mean maybe that's not our sprint but still that's our threshold running and it's just like the human body is interesting because it's not like it's built that differently, really, when you look at, it's like, right, but it's I mean, it is, obviously, it's all about that efficiency and it's like, what genetically is so different about a person who can like, Kirk, for example he is essentially the same height and weight as I am Um, and yet, on paper you should be able to perform the same yeah, like, and yet even somebody like Hunter McIntyre who's probably about 10 kilos heavier than me rick mm. shithouse his easy yeah. pace would be my fast pace, and i'm like what is it what is the magic pill of efficiency that kind of like makes one person be able to do that but not the other it's very
1: interesting it is it is crazy i was looking at shoes the other day and i was reading a review of these shoes and the person reviewing them was like oh, you know, they're they're a little chunky, they're a little wide, they're a little soft, you know, you don't really get a lot of toe off in them. Um, they're okay for doing sort of, you know, moderate paces, but nothing too exciting. I wouldn't go much faster than four minutes per kilometre in them. And I'm like, really? Four minutes per kilometre for me is a flat out, like, that's my fastest... 5k like that's as fast as i would do one kilometer repeats in um mm-hmm. i'm not running that fast continuously for 5ks at the moment but for this person who was reviewing these shoes who is an awesome athlete it's like well they yeah. probably do their kilometer repeats in like low threes so, yeah. so for them a, a shoe that can only get to four minute kilometers is no good for them whereas I for me it's like a ferrari i can't fathom
0: how that works i just can't understand i don't understand how that works The physics of, the the physics, the uh, physiology of it. I'm just like,
1: what are you doing that's so different? You should come back to um, when summer hits and there's more people uh, hanging around and training longer at the track. You should come back to track and see some of these young kids run. It is just insane the way they move. Like they're running. So it looks like us running a six minute, six and a half minute kilometer and they're doing sub fours. And they're just gliding it's just astonishing like you see it when you go to a race or you go to an event but to see it the same kids every like two times a week at the track just doing it again and again it's just insane you know you wow. just look at them and you go it's built different yeah Yeah. like we'll we'll be doing um you know 200 meters or 400 meters and stuff like that like we're we're legitimately going as fast as we can because that's not a long distance And there'll be people doing like, you know, 3000 meter time trial runs where they're not going flat out. They're just trying to maintain a tempo and they're going past us. Like I'm, I'm doing my 400 meter sprint and they are doing a lap as part of a three kilometer repeat. And they're having a conversation while they do it. And (laughs) they, you know, they're just blasting past. It's insane. It's just absolutely amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, that's why we do this podcast to, uh to to put it all into perspective like you know because because you know i have no doubt that someone sees us run andrew at times and goes well isn't that amazing look at that look at the way they're gracefully moving effortlessly moving i look or like thinking,
0: uh like like if shrek had broken knees and he waddled that's kind of like what yeah. i look
1: like when i run yeah i often think that when i'm running along and people look at me as i'm running they're like good on him for trying well yeah. done
0: he's, he's the, getting out there and having
1: a go participation yeah. trophy yeah yeah. They turn to the person in the car with them and they say, look at him. He's giving it a go. Isn't that special. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, so 12 weeks to go till Melbourne, um, yeah. in your expert advice, should you start a, uh, marathon program? If, if you have not already decided to start a marathon training program for Melbourne, but you somehow have an entry for it. Should you start doing a 12 week training program for Melbourne?
0: Yeah, I think if you're a beginner and this is your first marathon, I think 12 weeks is your minimum, right? Because yeah. any any less time than that, you're just not going to have time. I mean, theoretically, though, if you've never run before, like if you're just starting and this is it, I think you're going to be cutting it close. I think you can do it uh, if you don't have any kind of base and you're going to take this 12 weeks to build that base – I certainly think you can do it depending on your fitness, your body type.
1: It ain't going to be fun. Um, I, um I went and read a few different plans online, trying to work out if it was a good thing or not. Um, it was actually really, really hard to find a 12, anyone who would put together a 12 week marathon plan who wouldn't say at the start, you should be running X kilometers a week, or you should have this baseline or something like that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the closest I could find was the Marathon Handbook um, website, which basically said, um, whilst they recommend you have at least six months of running under your belt, they basically said, um, you have to be able to run 10 kilometers continuously before you start this program. And then the very next thing they said was, this is not a beginner's plan. This yeah. is an intermediate or advanced plan. It ramps up the mileage and training quickly. To suit a tight training schedule, the risk of injury and burnout in this plan is considerable. Like, you know, with only 12 weeks to go, you've got to try and do it pretty quick. Yeah, and, and, and that's what
0: I guess I would say is like, yes, you can do it. Uh you're not gonna set any, you know, speed records, but it's like, are you somebody who wants to run the whole thing or do you think you're gonna walk the whole thing? You know, Yes, of course, if you can run an entire 10K, that helps. But not everybody can, but not everybody runs the entire mm. marathon. Um, no. But yeah, so it's like, yeah, I think you strategically need to do it. Four weeks, you build up your aerobic capacity. Four weeks, you put some speed sprinkles in there, but you're still building up your mileage. And four weeks, in that last four weeks, you're maybe building up to your final long run of whatever and then the final two weeks you're tapering it's possible yeah um but But certainly you're not going to be performing at your best capacity yeah
1: yeah. if if you're if you're a beginner who has 10 like if you're if you're a beginner who has never ran before and cannot run 10 kilometers continuously you shouldn't even be looking at doing a marathon 12 weeks from now um if you can and that's and i must say that's a very optimistic bar that someone who can run 10 kilometers today can suddenly run 42 12 weeks to your point that they're, they're not going to be running it continuously um mm-hmm. the, the the focus of the training is going to have to be on building enough endurance to finish not speed like you know y- your your time estimates should be definitely at the con- very very conservative end And you should be concentrating on, hey, just finishing the exercise. The the event is good. Um, Marathon Handbook suggests a -a five-day-a-week training program for 12 weeks with four days of running and then a day of cross-training and two days off. Uh, And they say on those those days where you are actually... The most important thing is the long run. And they only build up in this 12-week plan. They only build you up to a long run of like low 30 kilometers. They're not getting you to do multiple you know 30 for mid 30 kilometer uh, long runs on a sunday yeah. and anything th- more than that you you basically get one 32 kilometer run in.
0: Yeah. yeah and i think that that's pretty like when i did my first marathon that's what i did i did 12 weeks i built it up i had one 32 kilometer run and for most new runners that's going to be enough to get them by and not enough to burn them out or injure them Yeah. Uh, because that's the other thing it's like if they're just starting and they've got this 12 weeks you kind of can't put in too many, too many, too many long runs because their bodies just haven't built up that resistance to impact yet. So you've got to like really be careful and strategic about where you put the long runs and when. So yeah, I would say if you've got 12 weeks, you're not used to long runs, you're only going to be doing one thirty-two kilometer long run. And I think that- You're going to get one good one. Mm. Yeah.
1: And from that one good one, what you're really going to be testing in that is, hey, how do you recover afterwards? Like, because, so I think uh, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about the, the guy I was running with who he came out with Mark and I, and he did a 30 kilometer long run and off the, and he was training for run Melbourne. And so off the back of the 30 kilometer long run, he said, Hey, do you reckon I could do Melbourne at the time, 14 weeks from now? And we said, well, yeah, I think you probably could because listen, you're at a point 14 weeks out where you're doing a 30 kilometer long run and you're doing it quite easily. Yeah, I think I think you could. So he decided the next week to come out with Mark and I and do a 35-kilometer long run. And it turned out it was not great for him. It aggravated a bunch of stuff, actually caused a whole bunch of stuff to flare up. And he ended up uh, not only deciding not to do the marathon, but he actually couldn't do the Run Melbourne half marathon. That's the that worst. It's like to do.
0: You get that real excited enthusiasm. You're like, oh, yeah, I can do it. And then you go out and you try to push it a little bit. That t- and it only takes one. It only takes one time to push it just a little bit too much and then all of a sudden it's like and it's kind of it's a real it, uh, not slap in the face but it's just like it's kind of like almost degrading it's like you were excited about this and then you tried to push it a little bit too much
1: because the risk factor is huge you with such a short time frame the chances yeah. of something going wrong um you you know if you've never <laughs> Again, I take it back to this advice. If they're saying that this is something suitable for someone who's only ever ran 10Ks before, you have no idea how your body is going to perform. You could get to 32Ks and the next day go, I cannot move and I now need to take a, a week to recover. And you know, that's not going to be great because in a 12-week time frame, based hmm. on when you do your long run, you've probably only got four weeks until you need to go another 30% and, further and, than that.
0: And that's kind of like what I say to people a lot. It's like, yeah, you can do this awesome, huge, big-ass workout, but- if if it's going to put you in a spot where you need to recover for an entire week you're not going to reap any benefits of it you've got to push no. yourself enough but not so much that you can't get back to it in a day or two because then not that you lose all of it but you just you, you don't have anything to build any momentum on so it's the kind of pointless yeah. like you're just hurting yourself for no reason
1: the other thing this training plan does is it doesn't really um, promote any speed work. Like with twelve mm. weeks, you're not going to want to be doing speed work in the range of yeah. four hundred meter repeats or eight hundred meter repeats. No, and that's, it, that's it, what it I don't... mean.
0: Like when I said, like the second week, you put some speed sprinkles in, like
1: maybe some fart like stuff, but you wouldn't want exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah you are just playing around uh, it's uh, one of the things um i did this week at training is i took your advice and i did some of those floats you were talking oh, yeah. about nice. where you where you run the interval hard and then you back off and you run the recovery it was really hard um i'll 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 admit to you on this podcast that i tried it successfully this week and then i will further admit that the week before this i tried it unsuccessfully i tried <laughs> doing the floats and i i i got through i think three or four um floats and then i finished my fifth interval and i went to float again and my body was like no you need to stop yeah. you, i just it's did not hard. have the stamina to do it because yeah. like
0: yeah you're running at like such a hard pace and then you your quote unquote recovery pace is still up moderate to hard pace and it just doesn't allow you to but it's great it's great for uh like race prep because it's just like you're just living in uncomfort the entire time.
1: Yeah, it was not fun. Um, um, the only thing is, I'm glad I'm doing it in winter where it's so cold that you barely sweat. I could not imagine doing it in heat uh, for the first time where you're absolutely gasping. But yeah, that's ass. Yeah, so so twelve weeks to go to a Melbourne. If you're a brand new runner listening to this, it is possible, but concentrate on safety. Concentrate on not getting injured. Concentrate on just finishing. Um, And be ready to adjust your plan. I think that would be the other thing I would say is, you know, if you get, uh, if you do that long run and it doesn't go to plan, you've got to really work out. um, Again, you can finish the marathon. Anyone can finish a marathon. Like I understand there's time cutoffs for certain courses and stuff like that, but you can finish the marathon, but you just need to really back your expectations off around speed and a finishing time. I agree. I like that. So how are you feeling for Melbourne 12 weeks ago? I mean, you'll, like you said, you'll start again next yeah, week and you'll have uh, to, I'll start solid 11 week. weeks. So, I guess.
0: Yeah. I'll have to tell you two weeks in, but I'm feeling like I'm hoping that I can re- like get some resetting and,
1: and see how we go. So it's going to be an interesting journey for me. All right. Well, I, I know you're, you're based down in the G bung at the moment. And so it's a little bit harder for you to get up and, and train with us up here, but uh, if, I'm, I'm going to try and do like a 30 kilometre. In the city, city circle run at one point, and then nice. hey, now that you're now that you're down near the ballerine, you should come to do the ballerine rail trail run. Oh, that's good uh, point. Which is five week, five weeks out from Melbourne, thirty four kilometre run. We'll meet at Queenscliff, run to Drysdale, run back to Queenscliff, go have a coffee. Maybe not a bad idea. It's Ten bucks. Can yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll send you a link that. for that. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's super yeah. cheap. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. We're uh, we're basically it gets serious now i was looking at it and i'm like you kind of need to at buckle, this point, down. buckle down like it's yeah. like it's it's 10 to 11 solid weeks of of not just running training because the taper will start probably 10 weeks 9 weeks from now yeah but it's also just maintaining the discipline like you said and i say this as a man who admitted to you before we came on the podcast i ate way too much kebab meat last night god uh, nice. but but I will. It's probably the, the like my the rest of my week has been really, really good in terms of staying on top of the nutrition. And that's you kind of just got to do that now. There's you kind of run you kind of run out of point where you're like, oh, I'll start that next week. This is the point 12 weeks out from a marathon where you're like, there is no next week. There is no They're next just week. just actually now costing time. It's, it's yeah.
0: now this week that you need to be starting because all
1: of a sudden it's going to turn <laughs> into a lot of empty last weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, correct. Welcome to Breaking the Barrier where next week is this week. Exactly. Yay. Yeah cool
0: all right well all right. i think we actually have perfect timing that is less than a minute to go on our zoom meeting so we better uh, wrap it up oh it's
1: beeping at you is it yeah yeah maybe this is good for listeners we'll do it on zoom and that way they get no more than 40 minutes of us i like that all right cool well catch you later listeners catch you later andrew all right everybody we'll hope to see you out there on the roads trails and treadmills going above
0: and beyond what you ever thought possible we will catch you next time